told you a couple days ago that O'Reilly sent me an email. I, I sent Bill the first email, wishing me a happy new year, and thanking him for all he's doing for me. He's done a tremendous amount for me, and he certainly did a lot for my former partner, God rest his soul, Bernie. But for me, he's been a godsend. And then he sent me back an email that um, almost made me cry. That's how much love and respect they've got for Bill O'Reilly. I think Bill's the best ever. As I always say, he was, he still is, and always will be the best of all time. I mean that. And whether he's on WABC, 9 o'clock weeknights, or his own website, BillOReilly.com, tremendous interviews and columns and TV shows, there's nobody better. His Killing Series continues to kill it. Killing the Legends, the latest. Had that great tour with Donald Trump just last year, and again, for my money, I don't have much, but for my money, continues to be the best and most important voice in our business every day. Here he is, my dear friend, for the first time in 2023, the great Bill O'Reilly. Good morning, Bill. You know, I just got home from uh, Times Square. It took me that long to get home. Um, I was, uh, you know, just hanging out there. Uh, why do people do that? Well, why? Why? I'll tell you why. It's funny you say that. So it turns out I've got, as you know, all these issues in my home in Rock in Rockaway. So we've been relocated, me, Danielle, and Gabriel, to the city while they fix my house because our pipes froze Christmas Day. So wow. I'm, Yes. So I'm staying... Literally two blocks away from Times Square. I get a call on Saturday from Mike Butler with the NYPD, and he says, Sid, listen, cops love you. I love you. Do so much for us. If you want to take the family out to Times Square, you're two blocks away. We'll put you in one of our pens. No one's going to bother you. You can watch the whole thing. I've never done it in my life. I've always said what you just said, Bill, but I got to tell you, Saturday night, me, Danielle, Ava, and Gabe went and loved it. Loved it. What was the highlight? It was just this feeling of New Yorkers together. I happen to like Duran Duran. They performed right in front of me right before midnight. But counting down the new year, even though they were strangers, with a million New Yorkers, just felt like one of those patriotic moments when you see, like, July 4th and the float goes by. It was nice to celebrate, even though they may be tourists, with a bunch of people in New York. It just felt great. All right. Now, I, I respect that, um, but I would have been frightened by Cohen and uh, Anderson Cooper. That, I mean, you got these guys up there, they're trying to get drunk. They don't even know how to get drunk. They don't even know how to do it. Um, so anyway, but I'm glad you guys had a good time, and I'm glad the police uh, protected you. Um, but I could never, I, you know, when I was a reporter, I used to cover that, and I go, what, what are these people doing here? Um, but okay, that makes sense. There was this kind of goodwill yes. and optimism about 2023 which is probably going to be a dismal year, except for Killing the Legends, it's still number 13 on the New York wow. Times list on Sunday. This wow. coming Sunday. That's unbelievable. It is. Yes. Congratulations. It's unbelievable. Yeah, well, it's a great book. I mean, look, Muhammad Ali and, uh, and Lennon, of course, and Elvis Presley. You couldn't pick three more important figures, and the book is tremendous the way you explain just how tortured, for as big as they were, how tortured these guys were, what they had to go through. I'm not surprised. It is a tremendous read. It really is. 
Well, I appreciate that, Sid. So what's on your mind this morning? What are we talking well, about? Well, I want to talk McCarthy because I've heard you a couple times on this station during the week with John Katsimatidis, your own show, kind of break this thing down. Mike Lawler was on with me about 30 minutes ago. He's a big supporter. I've been playing the Matt Gates cuts all morning. He's not a very big supporter. The Freedom Caucus is now trying to get guys like Jim Jordan or Byron Donalds in that position. What is the Bill O'Reilly take on this Kevin McCarthy mess? Well, first of all, I should be Speaker of the House. All right? <laughs> I can, within a month, I'm, I iron everything out. And I, you don't have to be a congressperson um, to be Speaker of the House. They can elect anybody, um, which is very interesting. But uh, I don't know McCarthy very well, but I know why the 20 dissenters don't like him, because they think he's a swamp guy. So the biggest swamp... Uh, you remember that movie Swamp Thing with Adrian Barbeau? Yes. I love her, by Me the too. way. Me Adrian, too. if you're listening, you're the best. Okay. <laughs> so somehow Adrian Barbeau winds up in the swamp. I took a wrong turn, thought there was a Waffle House there. I don't know. But she's in the swamp, and then this creature comes out and uh, gives her a hard time. So that's Mitch McConnell. He's the ultimate swamp guy, signs on for this omnibus bill, which is insane, $3 million for a jogging path. Named after Michelle Obama. With all due respect, the Obamas got five hundred million. Buy your own jogging path. I mean, not only that, but also the money in that bill goes to protecting the borders in oh. countries like Jordan and Egypt. But our southern border is a complete mess. It also goes to lawyers who are trying to stop deportations of migrants. Right. Right. I mean, it's insane. And there's Mitch McConnell, the turtle. All right, signing on to this. So. The 20 uh, far-right Congress people equate, equate McCarthy with McConnell. They think he's a swamp guy. He's going to make all kinds of compromises. It's all about money. That's what this is about. So you have a federal government. Here's the key stat for WABC listeners this morning. Joe Biden has spent more tax money in the first two years than any other president in history by far. Biden has spent $6.3 trillion, okay, which we don't have. That money is not there. He's going to have to tax or print or do stuff to pay that, all right? $6.3 trillion in two years. You know who's second on the spending list? Trump. No, close. Barack Obama. Oh boy. Two point eight. So Barack Obama had the record two point eight trillion in two years, and it's obliterated by Biden because every time Biden goes into the Oval Office, which is about twice a week now, all right, he just signs another paper sending billions of dollars to Kazakhstan. <laughs> okay? Because he doesn't know what he's signing, and he doesn't know where Kazakhstan is. He thinks it's in Kentucky, because that's what Mitch McConnell told him. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just out of control. So I have some sympathy for these uh, Freedom Caucus people, but at this point, there's a mechanism to remove McCarthy if he becomes the swamp creature and begins chasing Adrian Barbeau around. <laughs> you, can re- you can remove him. So give the guy a chance. Stop with this. You made your point. You got concessions, and let's move ahead. Do you think they'll do that? It just seems like they're so stuck in it, like they're just not going to budge. 
Well, he bought him pizza last night, so maybe, you know, that'll do it. It's just, look, these people, that's what I'm saying. If I were Speaker of the House, man, I would go in there. I'd straighten that place out in a month. And it would, you know, Nancy Pelosi, who I have no respect for at all because I don't think she's looking out for the people. All right. She was the lion tamer of all time. And that's what you got. The Democrats will never dissent ever. They just vote and block. Yep. Yep. All right, whereas the Republicans are all over the place, and there are loons in Congress. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I got one out here in, in Long Island. Santos is my yep. congressman. No, I know. And, and listen, you can say what you want about Pelosi, but at least she did keep her house in order. The rest was a mess. But talking about Santos, he, uh, of course, he can't get sworn in until there's a speaker. So he had to remove from his website where he lied again that he was sworn in two days ago. But what do you think the end is for George Santos? Not good. Not good. No. No, no because he's a fraud. Now, growing up, we knew how to take care of these guys in Levittown, <laughs> but we can't do that. I don't even know if Santos lives in the district. <laughs> I, we can't figure out where he lives. He, he, you know, this guy, I, I mean, you got to give him props for one thing. How bold is this? <laughs> yeah. It is. I mean, he just lied about his entire life. Yeah, yeah. And it's you just can't. And then I know about the whataboutisms, and that's got to stop. Can't run a country like this. You can't. This guy should have enough dignity to say, "All right, I'm a compulsive liar. I'm going to get some treatment, and I'm going to resign my seat." Right. He still may do that. Who knows? You know, the New York Post has a great cover today, Bill. It talks about how we're all mired in this Kevin McCarthy stuff. And the truth is, Bill, you know this better than anybody. Nine people out of ten walking in New York City right now don't know who Kevin McCarthy is. They don't care. They're more worried about the Mets. They're worried about uh, Real Housewives, all this nonsense. They don't care. But I think they do care about the southern border and the amount of people coming into New York. I had this discussion at dinner with the mayor himself, Eric Adams, last night. And the Post says, let's not lose sight of the real issue here. It's not Kevin McCarthy. It's a wide-open border that Biden says he's going to visit sometime soon and does nothing about. That's a good job by the New York Post, yes? The Post has been good on the migrant thing and the border thing. Number one, where did you have dinner with Adams? Uh, I don't want to say because he goes there about four times a week, so I'll text it to you. All right, so he picked up the tab, I assume, right? What's that? I can tell I you this. It. Okay. It, listen, it was me, the mayor, Danielle and Gabriel, the four of us okay. having dinner. Me and the mayor ran out to go feed the homeless, which he does every Wednesday night by the garden in New York City, which was mm-hmm. really great, by the way. And Danielle and Gabe were back at the restaurant. So now you know the rest. <laughs> okay. Look, I don't have anything against Adams, but he's getting what he deserves, the karma thing, because he's a sanctuary city guy. Right. Right. Okay? Yeah. So he's, oh, everybody's welcome in New York, but not now. So Colorado, Colorado. Okay, they're sending, the migrants are going to Colorado. I go, we don't want to be here. It's freezing. We want to be in New York because we have people there. That's what this is all about. When the migrants get here, they go where family members or friends are. And we have 16 million people in the New York area, so a lot of migrants want to come here. They have to sign a paper. And then Colorado putting them on a bus, and they're coming here, and there's Adams going, I, I, I don't want them anymore. Well, wait a minute. You're the same sanctuary city guy. Now, what he should do, and I want you to tell him next time you buy him dinner or lunch or breakfast because he's, you know, uh, prone to wanting meals, you tell
You've got to repudiate the sanctuary stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I have told you that. You've got to say you were wrong. Yeah. We got six million migrants right now. Six million since Biden was sworn in. And the taxpayer picks up the tab for them because they don't come here with annuities. They come here broke because the cartels take all their money. True. No, you're right. So they arrive. They've got to be fed and housed and clothed and educated and health care. Who pays for that? The taxpayer. So this is why I got to be Speaker of the House. <laughs> well, maybe even President. Why stop at Speaker? I mean, you heard the uh, the commercial that was on right before you, Bill. It was a Newsmax thing that I do, and uh, they're asking the question this week. There's a poll: Should Donald Trump continue to run, or at this point, after the last month he had, should he step aside and let Ron DeSantis try to win it for the Republicans? Do you think that's even a Fair question. Well, I'm doing that tonight on uh, the No Spin News um, about Trump and running. And, of course, he should run. I mean, he's got his constituency is 35 percent of the party uh, will vote for him. All right. That's a lot. Yep. And you can build on that. But as we have discussed on this program before, Sid and friends, by the way, and I'm, I'm proud to be a, a, a friend here. Number one friend, baby. Right. Uh, when it was usually Fox and friends, I would tell them, I just want to be your enemy. Right? I don't want to be friends with you people. All right. But with you, I'll be your friend. Anyway, um, you have a situation where Trump would be crazy if he didn't run because, number one, he can get his agenda out front. Number two, this is going to be a nutty year, a really insane year, 23, with all the investigations, with the economy wobbling, with uh, Putin may die. I mean, you know, this is going to be crazy. And then and Biden, I don't Biden still thinks he's in St. Croix. He doesn't even know he's back. You know, he's putting on suntan block and uh, overlaw. No, no, Mr. President, you're back. You know, I mean, come on. I uh, know. Some year. It is going to be some year. But the, the, the one thing I care most about is not even about those things you just mentioned. And that is something you and I both have in common. Our love for a local baseball team, the New York Mets. Now it turns out that this Correa deal, which the Mets did, then they found out that the Giants' concern about his injury was real, and they kind of postponed the deal. But now I'm hearing it's going to get done again, and Correa will be a New York Met, which is uh, pretty exciting. That infield, when you look at it, Bill O'Reilly, Alonzo at first, McNeil at second, Lindor at short, and Correa at third. That's the best infield in Major League Baseball. Well, here's the drama, though. Um, I would not want to be Buck Showalter. Right, right. True, true. And you got to win every game. You got to go 162 and zero. All right? Because this team is so good on paper that, you know, you get a five game losing streak. Um, so there's a lot of pressure. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, what you just said. Based upon the roster and the talent, you're right. The pressure on Buck will be immense to win a World Series. Who would have more pressure in this silly hypothetical? Buck Showalter to win the World Series or Donald Trump if he comes back for a second time telling everybody he's going to fix everything? Well, there's no pressure on Trump, though. Uh, because nobody expects him to do very much. What Trump should do is nothing for about two or three months and just let this thing unfold, these investigations and all of that. No, no, I mean if he won. I mean, if Donald Trump won and took over the presidency again, 
promising everybody he's going to fix all these Biden issues, more pressure, more likely they get it done. Buck in the World Series or Trump fixing America? Well, Trump already fixed the migrant thing with the Remain in Mexico policy. He had a good, vibrant economy with low inflation. He had pretty good advisors like Kudlow. Um, so, you know, Trump's been there, done that. Um, so I would, uh, you know, not look. It's all about Trump's personality, not his performance. But on the Mets side, you got to, you know, you got two 40-year-old pitchers out there. Um, anybody goes down and they all get injured now. Um, you know, so you can't basically say we're just going to walk in and, and, and win everything. But it is going to be an exciting season. You know, I mean, they got all these guys on the field. Um, you know, did you know they're going to be wearing money belts, though? They're all going to have money belts with the little NY logo on them. <laughs> this, this is actually going to be seven guys on the team making at least $20 million this year. And guys like Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer are making as much as $43 million apiece this year. I know, I know. And, they, and they only pitch six innings. I know. After six innings, they go, I'm so tired. I know. I have to take a nap. It's a great gig. It's a great gig. I should have been a pitcher. Hey, uh, Bill, what can I say? You're the best every week, and I love you. You were great again today. Thank you for starting off 2023 with a bang. And for folks that want to get uh, Killing the Legends, what's the best way to do it this morning? You know, you go to Amazon or ship it right out. You go to BillOReilly.com. We'll give you a nice discount on it, um, and we'll like you. You'll be our friend like certain friends. Um, so, you know. Killing the Legends, look, this is a book you're going to like. And if you have, you know, it's winter now. We're not outside that much. It's a good way to pass the time. Thanks for the plug. Happy New Year. You too. Sid, Thank and, you. Uh, <laughs> to Danielle and Gabriel. And Thank to you. the mayor, you give him my best when, uh, when you see him. I'll tell you time, what. Okay? I'll tell you what. If you agree to do this next time, because we, we meet about once every two weeks now for dinner, how about you come and then we go to a Nick game together? How does that sound? Sounds good. All right. Um, I don't know if the mayor is going to want to dine with me, but oh, he I'd will. be happy to sup with him. Okay. Done deal. Me, Adams, and O'Reilly over the next couple of weeks, then a Nick game afterwards. You were great today. We will do it, I promise. Do it again next Thursday. Thank you so much. All right, Sid. See you. Take care. The great Bill O'Reilly. So great. I'll make that happen. That's easier than Giuliani and Adams, which I'm still going to make happen. But me, Eric, and uh, Bill, that's easy. That'll be quite a dinner.